Herb, take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready to rock y'all? So welcome back. I am back for my mini break. And I'd like to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Nikki Thoughts Podcast. And I'm your girl, A. Nicole. I'd like to remind you to subscribe, review, and tell a friend how dope you think this podcast is, right? <laughs> so I am back from a break. I don't want to call it a break because I thought that I would just take a week off. Um, I went to Egypt Um, and I thought I would just take a week off and I was like, I'm not sure if I'll be able to record out there. Um, and I wasn't able to, the reception out there was like really spotty and it sucked. So, um, I'm sorry if, you know, the, the week turned into two, I think it's a two or three weeks. I'm not sure, but, um, welcome back. Thank you so much for having patience with me. I didn't realize I was as tired as I thought. Um, but yeah, I was really able to just really kind of relax and center myself, um, prioritize some things. I came up with some new, some new projects and everything. So the time was definitely used, um, very valuably. So, um, as I said, I went to Egypt. I finessed a trip, a two day, um, stay in Paris. They had, when we, when we went to check in, for our flight, um, they had, they didn't even have any recollection of my son Kingston, um, his flight information. Like they were like, we see it, but we don't see it. So like by the time they were able to fix it, um, or see what was going on, we had missed our flight. I had already checked in. My mama had already checked in. So they had already chucked our bags down, put them on the belt to be loaded onto the plane. So they were like, yeah. And the next flight, um, connecting you from Paris to Egypt isn't until Saturday. And I think we left on Wednesday and I'm like, so what you just expect us to just chill two days? No, sir. No, sir. We go ahead and put us on the next flight to Paris and we will stay in Paris until that flight leaves out to Egypt on Saturday. And y'all go ahead and put us up in a room and all that. Thank you very much. At first they were looking at me like laughing. And when I was giving them the the nod, like, oh, I'm I'm dead ass. You know, what the kids say in DC, off bucks, off bucks, my nigga, off bucks. Um, they did it. So it was really cool for me because I was finally able to get my mom to Paris. My mom was pregnant with me many moons ago. Uh, she came up on orders to go to Paris and she decided to have me and stay her ass in the States. So, um, she's always wanted to get there and, you know, we've never been able, we've gone all over the place, but Paris was just one of those things, I guess that we just never got to. So it was really cool, um, for her to be there. Um, the universe like really worked it out where I was not only able to take her to Egypt, but also to Paris. So I took her to the Eiffel Tower. Um, we rode the train, um, we bought some things. We had a really, really good time. I didn't know that they were so rude in Paris, but they was messing with the right ones because I was not the one, two or the three with them. And I was getting down with the get down right, right along with them. And I had to tell one, you know, for y'all's language to be so beautiful. Y'all are such assholes. But I, but, but I got them right. I checked them. I checked them like a coat. Um, 
I had good, I had a good time in, in Egypt as well. It was hot as shit. Um, I got sunburned all over my face. I mean, my nose was peeling and everything. It was hot as shit. Um, but we had a really good time there. We spent a week there. Um, we did the camel rides. We went to the pyramids. Um, we went to Alexandria, um, which is very beautiful. Very, 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 very beautiful. Um, we went to the oldest library in the world, the, the Alexandria library. And I was in nerd heaven. I just enjoyed it. I, I wanted to stay forever, but my mom in Kingston, they were like, yeah, we need to go ahead and ease on the fuck up out of here and get back on this two hour ride back to Cairo. Thank you. So yeah, we had a really good time there. Um, I ate too much. I'm be first tell y'all. Um, <laughs> I was living up off them croissants. Um, that bakery shit in, in France. Um, when I got to Egypt, I was on lamb, this chicken, that, um, they had this stuff called Egyptian pancakes that were really good. I was doing shisha every night. Well, not every night, but damn near. And getting my drink on and all of that. Kingston had us ordering room service and shit. You know, your kids are always your broke, your broke friends. That's always trying to get you to spend some fucking money you shouldn't be spending. That's Kingston. So when I came back, I just was like, oh my gosh. Like my face, look at my face, look at my neck. And everybody's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. And I'm like, yes, look at my face. So I started my juicing just to get down, um, because I leave for Jamaica for my, um, my Queens power trip for a tribe called sis. I leave for that this coming Sunday. Um, and I was like, no, I cannot be looking like this. Um, so I juiced for a few days and then I want to say like four days after I came back from Egypt, I was on a plane again, going to Vegas to see my girl, Anita Baker. I knew that I was going to be missing her while I was in Egypt. She came to Baltimore while I was in Egypt. So I was like hawking her website. Like you going to add some more um, tour dates because as you all know, maybe you don't know, this is her last tour. This is her farewell tour. She's not going to be touring anymore. So I had to be there. So, all right, I'm going to miss you in Baltimore. You got to add some more boo. So just when I was about to do the Connecticut one, I saw the ones for Vegas and I was like, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. So she gave an amazing performance. I had such a wonderful time there. Um, let's see. I saw Terry Crews and his wife was there. Um, beautiful people. Um, she sang, she sounds exactly the same. Cause sometimes I'd be thinking like, Ooh, do they sound the same? Do they sound a little coke out, a little crack out? I don't know. But she sounded great. She sounded even better than her albums. Um, so I was great. I was glad to um, experience that. So I'm back living my juicing life. I'm just juicing, 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 just trying to lose this face and this neck of mine. <laughs> if my friends would hear me, they'd be like, there's nothing wrong. And I'd be like, no, look, and I'd be trying to squeeze like my, my double chin and stuff. And they'd be like, yeah, whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I, I really had um, a good time. So now what I wanted to talk about <clears throat> Because I'm going to freestyle this episode. So I'm going to do some Nikki's Dear Nikki letters. And then um, I did want to talk about some flight etiquette when we traveling with our children. Right? Because I've been on six, six, eight. I've been on ten flights in the past two and a half weeks. Ten planes. Right? So, um, <laughs> on the flight from... Egypt to Paris coming back. It was 1.05 a.m. with the flight left. There were at least five children, 
Five babies, five, read them five at least. I counted five. They might have been more because it was a big ass plane. I'm just talking about what was in the vicinity of myself. So, um, it was five of them. And from the time they got on the plane, um, to about the time we deplane, they was crying. No, they were screaming, hollering, all types of things. I mean, kicking chairs, pulling back on chairs, like they were pissed off. And um, one, two of them, I'm sorry, were sitting right across from Kingston and I. It was two sitting across from Kingston and I. Um, there was another one sitting maybe two seats ahead of us. And then the other two were behind us. And it was just like, they was just coming. It was like Dolby, like surround sound on you hoes, like Bose speakers. And like Kingston was like pissed off. And like just something in me, like, I was like, at first I kind of was like, come on now, like, it's 105, I didn't stayed up, I ain't gone to sleep yet, like, I was waiting on this time to, you know, rest my little eyes, or whatever, but as the kids started screaming and screaming and screaming, and I was looking at the two particularly across from us, I was like, you know what, I can't even blame these fucking kids, it's 105 in the goddamn morning, I know it's past their bedtime, I know they tired. Damn it, I'm tired. I don't want to look at them and cry. Um, And, you know, people always ask me about, you know, what do I think about flying with children or flight etiquette with children? And I've never wanted to respond to it because I always figured or thought that my response would come from a a position of privilege. Um, And what I mean by that is um, with Kingston, I flew when I was, when I was carrying him, um, I flew up until my, I was about eight and a half months pregnant. I flew, when I say I flew, I'm talking about at least every other weekend I was on a flight somewhere and, um, it only stopped when my doctor, I had, I had to stop lying to my doctor while my ankles and my feet were so swollen. And like, like, I'm going to get this out of you the easy way, the hard way. But I was going through the motherfucker going through, I didn't want to be home. So it was nothing for me to catch a flight and yeah, I'm out, you know? So, um, so yeah, so I flew up until my eight and a half month of pregnancy. And when Kingston, he was like a couple of weeks old, if that, I was strapping him on my chest, um, getting ready to go through checkpoint at the airport. I traveled all through my maternity leave. We, I didn't spend my maternity leave at home. Who, what? My son was born June 2nd. We wasn't spending the summer in no house. Nope. Let's go. Let's, let's find a way to go. So, um, Kingston has literally been flying since before he was born, since the womb. Um, since he's been born and I kid you not, I shit you not. Kingston has been on like, mm, I'd probably say hundreds of flights. The dude is almost pushing into his third passport book. Like we travel, we are a family who travels. So, um, I never wanted to touch on it because I know no two children are alike. And two, I've acclimatized my son, um, to flying. And I'm sure a lot of parents might not have the privilege or, you know, the, the wherewithal to do that. And two, not all people fly for leisure. Sometimes these kids on a flight are going with their parents to a funeral or to something They're they're escaping something, you know, maybe they're fleeing domestic violence or they're, they're, they're seeking asylum. So many things going on. So I never really wanted to touch on it. Um, cause like I said, I'd probably be coming from a position of privilege. However, wasn't all them goddamn kids on that flight um, um, going to no funeral, seeking asylum, or none of that shit. So I was like, you know what? 
maybe the parents don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know, you think you just going to get on a flight with a kid and they're going to act the same way the fuck they act at home. Well, maybe they act at home like that kicking and screaming and all of that shit. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to concoct just a little, a small, a small guide on when we traveling with these churn, with these picnic them. So, um, I want to preface this by saying, I understand that sometimes we travel in emergencies and sometimes we in dire straits and we ain't got time to heed what I'm about to say. I understand that. So if this is you, turn the other way or just fast forward a little bit. But it, everybody ain't like that. Everybody ain't like that. No. A lot of people get in these flights, these early morning ass flights, you're just trying to save a buck. You know, or it's, it's something that you think is going to work for you and you're not thinking how this time is going to affect your child, even more so the people who are going to be traveling on a flight with you. So the first thing I want to say is don't bring these babies outside of their bedtime. It was no reason why 1.05 a.m. That, that plane was rocking like the magic school, school bus. Excuse me. There was no reason. Those kids were tired because it was past their bedtime. So if you're going to travel, and it's not even about having respect for the people flying with you, have some respect for your fucking kid. Why would you want your kid to be cranky and up and just crying? And They're miserable. Take up, Remove us out of it. Your kid is miserable. And that was a long-ass flight. That was a long-ass flight. That wasn't no one-hour bullshit. That was a long, you, you, you were some hours. I think they, they served breakfast and a snack. On that flight. And the, the 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 tray, the little cart with the um with the drinks came around at least three times. That's how long that flight was. So please be respectful of their bedtimes and try to try to schedule their flights around when they're up, you know, nap time, you know, whatever. Try to schedule it around your kids' schedule, a schedule that you've put forth for them. So um the next thing I wanna say is bring a damn book. Bring a toy, a puzzle, a snack, something that they like, something that will pacify them. So you're not just sitting them on your lap and all they looking at is a tray table. That would make me want to cry too. All they looking at is a tray table and they look into their left and to their right and they see grownups. I'm not going to say like myself because I sympathize with people who travel with children, but it's a lot of people who don't. And they see grownups like, oh, I hope this motherfucker don't fucking uh, uh, wail off at the mouth this whole fucking flight. So, yes, please do that. Bring something that will that will that will stimulate them. You know, this is the year of our Lord 2018. It's so much shit we can get each churn to stimulate them. When I had my son 11 years ago, it wasn't half of this shit out. Half of this shit. Like, I, I, my, my ass, I'm playing pad cake with him. I, I was the stimulation. I was the leapfrog. I was the fucking iPad. It was me. It was me. And I wanted to read, but I couldn't. So, bring something to stimulate them. So, during takeoff, and this is very important, very, 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 very important. Nurse them or give them something to drink because their little ears pop and they don't know how to unpop their ears. We know to yawn, we know to chew, we know do some gum or something. Children, babies do not know that. When I used to fly with Kingston when it was time to take off and then when it was time to land, I nursed him. 
and um, the swallowing, the gulping allows their ears to naturally pop. Um, you know, unpop itself, you know, and they probably won't even feel the popping because they're beating um, the, the altitude to it by swallowing and, you know, clearing their ears. So um, I did, I nursed him up until he was maybe about 18 months. And then I started giving him juices. I'd give him a juice box. That'd be the, hey, as soon as the fight goes off, you're going to get a juice box. You're going to get a nice snack. You're going to get a takeoff snack. You're going to get a landing snack. I made the shit fun. You know what I mean? So um, give them that. Now, when Kingston got maybe to be around five or six, I started giving him chewing gum. So he's chewing and chew, 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 chew. His ears are unpopping. Now he's so used to it. I ain't got to give him shit. You know, he, my shit be popping. And I'd be asking him for gum. But, um, but yes, please do that because not only is it, it's a new environment for these children, um, it can also be very stressful for them. And we're, I see parents just shushing them to be quiet. And I'm like, no, you don't understand his ears probably hurt her ears probably hurt. She probably has a headache. You have to think if you have to give maybe like a, a tablespoon, a tablespoon, ooh, ooh, child, a teaspoon of some children's Tylenol or Motrin, do that too. But don't just put these baby, these babies on these planes and you're not preparing them for it. Again, I'm going to remove us out of it. It's disrespectful as fuck, but I'm going to remove us out of it. I'm trying to think about these babies and also you, because when they cool, you cool. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten off the plane with Kingston and people, oh, it was a baby on the flight? I never knew it was a baby. Oh, he's so good. Yes. And it wasn't he was good for y'all. He was good for me because I had some reading to do. Shit. So, yes. um, Do that. Um, Let's see if I have anything else. Um... Anything else for this? Um, oh, to the parents who be like, oh, you ain't going to tell me what to do with my kid. Um, do whatever I want or whatever. I just told you what to do. And uh, if you feel that way um, about your kid and ain't nobody going to tell you what to do, how about you fucking charter a jet? Because a plane is community fucking space. Community. Like a group home, like jail, like hospital, all of that. We got to share the space. So please be respectful for everybody else. And just prepare your children. Again, it's not even about us. It's about your kid and their comfort level. God damn. So I know what some of y'all listen like, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. And they just going to listen to it. And people need to realize that kids. Can... No, we do realize that. And this is coming from a parent who has been flying with her since the womb. This is coming from a parent that this summer alone, shit, this year alone has been in a different state with her kid every month, minimum every month. So, yes, I do understand. So I'm just saying chill it out a little bit and please take heed to what the fuck I just said. You know what I mean? Don't be letting y'all kids kick seats. Don't nobody think that shit is cute. I don't care how much the person behind you laughs or giggles. They probably just trying to be nice. Don't be letting them climb over seats to talk to the per- high. Hi- no, 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 no. Sit, 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 sit your ass down. Read this fucking um, Peppa Pig book or Backyard Against whoever the fuck they like. Drink this juicy juice and shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you're offended get over it so anyway um it is september it is virgo season i am a virgo september 13th what's that number one zodiac sign it's motherfucking virgo it's virgo y'all know it's virgo so yes make room and make way for the royalty sign (laughs) again i'll be heading to jamaica on sunday um for my women's retreat 
I'm having me a little girls trip. We're going to hit up six cities. We're going to Ochi. We're going to Kingston, Mobay, Negril. Ooh, Mobay, Negril. I, did I say Ochi? Um, Runaway Bay. Ah, uh, shit. All of them. We, 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 we there. Spanish town. We, we there. We going to all of the places, um, that they don't tell you about. So I'm so excited. We're going to be doing workshops. We're going to be doing a nightlife. We're going to have so many things. I have taken heed to a lot of you all who have missed out on, um, this trip because it sold out three times. It, the shit sold out quick. Um, so I will be opening it up again next year. Um, I have decided I sat on it for a second. So, um, make sure you subscribe to my website. Um, I do have a new, I, I don't have a new website. I renamed it. So it's www.anicoleinc.com. So A N I C H O L E I N C.com. And also if you want to email me, you can email me Nikki at anicoleinc.com. So let's get into these, um, dear Nikki letters, shall we? All right, so um, I did get a lot of letters in my absence, so I do want to um, address those um, and just have this to be a cool, cool little episode, just a a reunited episode. So like I said, I wanted to read um, and address the letters that were sent out to me because I really do appreciate you all sending me your dear Nikki and trusting me with the things that are going on in your life and and, you know, putting some grain of salt to what I have to say. So, again, if you want to, if you want me to um, answer some things, maybe a dilemma that you're going through or something that you need help with, shoot me an email, Nikki, N-I-K-K-I-E, at anicoleinc.com. And that anicole is A-N-I-C-H-O-L-E.com. No, A-N-I-C-H-O-L-E-I-N-C. Don't forget the ink.com. Okay, so let's get into the first one. And so this young lady says, hello, Nikki, I am a new follower to your page. I love the content and I recently began listening to your podcast. I feel stuck. I am a 29 year old single mother. I will soon have my bachelor's degree in public administration. I don't have any plans for my degree as of today. I'm too far to drop out or change majors. I'm also in a toxic cycle with an ex. I can't seem to let go. I was pregnant by him last year around this time only to have a miscarriage. During my pregnancy, he cursed me out. And pretty much dogged me out. If you haven't already figured it out, I have, I suffer from low self-esteem. I don't even understand how I'm back here in this cycle. He's already said everything imaginable to me and still, and I'm still here. Hoping that he will one day love me. He never will. And I know this. Nikki, I'm stuck on stupid. I am aware of it. However, I can't seem to break the cycle. I'll block him for a few days or weeks and then I'm right back to square one. I need help. I see a therapist and I still feel stuck. I am embarrassed to bring this up to her because I'm sure she's tired of me. Please give me the best advice that you know. I'll attach some of the text messages that he sent so you can see how ridiculous that I am. I feel so low today. Please help me. Okay, so he says, this is a text message that the young man sent, the young boy sent her, excuse me. Get the fuck out of here. Just because you're pregnant, I don't have to talk on the phone for three hours a day to be considered supportive. So you think I'm supposed to listen to all of your problems and give you all my free time just because you're pregnant. Little do you know, I'm talking to another woman right now and I've been lying to her just to talk to your ass. We don't have shit to talk about except your pregnancy and how we're going to handle this. Other than that, we're through. Identify and out. You was pregnant until, I guess I didn't find a child. 
I didn't find out you was pregnant until after we stopped talking. So you telling me that now that I'm going to talk to someone else and I'm not giving you all the time that I used to give you that I'm not supportive and I've been mean to you. Lord, somebody get this man some hooked on phonics. I don't have to call you every day and come to your house and check up on you because you're pregnant. I've been way more than supportive to you in this situation on top of taking care of things that's going on in my life that you don't know about. You have a serious problem and it's a good thing that you go to a psychiatrist because you really need it. If you feel like I called your miscarriage, then sue me. You're the problem. I see why you can't keep a man and why nobody even like your ass. How dare you tell me something like that? Bitch, get the fuck out of here. I never want to see you or even hear your voice. I guess this is ever. This is over. Please leave me alone. So, oh Lord. What more do you need? Hmm? What more do you need, sis? That's a real question. Because um, I was looking at the words. That he was using. Your pregnant. Your pregnancy. What you're going through. Your situation. He already let you know. This is you. Um, And okay. I get that you found out. I guess when you guys broke up. And he had moved on. Alright. Cool. No problem. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your miscarriage. I'm sorry to hear about it. That's never good. Um, the loss of a child is never good in, in no circumstances. However, and some people might not agree with me when I say this, but your ass dodged a major fucking bullet. A major fucking bullet. And I don't know if it was the universe like, all right, so she ain't going to stop fucking with this dude. She didn't got into the situation after, you know, she was, she, she, she and the dude broke up and now we pregnant. Now we pull back in. Maybe we need to intervene. I don't know. You know, um, miscarriages. I don't know what the cause of yours was or if there was no cause, maybe it's unknown. But what I do know is you dodged a fucking bullet. So what are you doing? This man has shown that he's disrespectful to you. This man has shown that you are not a priority to him. Your baby wasn't even a priority to him. And you notice how I just used the word yours because it wasn't y'all's baby. And I'm willing to bet you, had you carried this pregnancy to term, you would be miserable right now. Miserable. That's a word I just made. So if this is a big part of your life that you can't get over and you have low self-esteem and all of these things. I think that this is something that you need to talk to your therapist about. This is not a, a gloss over thing. And if she's tired of you, if she's tired of talking to you about this shit or whatever the fuck it is she's talking about, you need to get you another therapist because you pay your therapist, not the other way around. And if she's too tired to render services that she's been compensated for, you need a new therapist. And if you feel as though you're bothering her when you're bringing up shit like this or you'll be judged, you need a new therapist. But I will say this, sis, you need to get shit together. This is, this is crazy. Um, you're about to get a degree. Um, you mentioned that it's too late to change I don't even know why you would want to change is this not something that you want to do um I think that's an amazing um career path but it's not my life is yours so why why are you even bringing up changing it what 
is going on. I really wish you would, you would have booked um, a session with me because this is more than just a letter of response. It's a lot of digging that needs to happen. It's a lot of shit going on right now. And um, I don't want to give too much advice because I'm sure that there's more to this than what you're telling me. You're just trying to condense it in a letter. I need to know why there's a low self-esteem. I need to know what started this. How did we get to this point? Where we are going back and forth with somebody who has shown you repeatedly that they don't give a fuck about you. They don't even give a fuck about something that they've created with you. A, an extenuation of themselves. Because he's telling you that I don't even give a fuck what I, what I made with you. That I don't even give a fuck about that. That's your situation. That's your business. You know? And you deserve that. That's why when I be pushing this whole shit... That I think that people need to be families before they bring these babies into this world. And again, I'm not talking about getting married. Me, I'm getting married. I'm old school. I was married when I had kings and I'll be married when I have whoever the fuck else I'm going to have. That's me. But I don't push that on none of y'all. I just say a family. Because when you are a family, there's no you. There's no me. There's no I. It's we. We are pregnant. We about to have this baby. We about to figure this shit out. We about to, not you, not, and it's not fair, not just to the kid, but it's not fair to you. You deserve a partner to bring in a life and to not be stressed out and to not miscarry and not be feeling like you're on a hamster wheel. You deserve that. A lot of people be like, well, the baby deserves, it's, it's also you and him. You deserve to be walking around with your head held high. Did you get to, you get to give a man the biggest gift a woman can give a man. And that is to carry a fucking child of his to life, to birth. That is, and you know, I know some of y'all, oh, it always don't go that way, you know, and, and it doesn't always go that way, but a lot of y'all motherfuckers don't even try. Let's keep it a buck. A lot of y'all go out here, go to the club, go on Tinder, go on fucking DMs, whatever. You meet people, you, you don't even know each other for a few months, a few weeks, and you knocked up. You don't know shit about this dude talking about he changed. What the fuck you mean he changed? You didn't know him in the first place. What the fuck you mean she changed? You didn't know her in the first place. So, yes. It is not a perfect world. Yes, people break up. But at the same time, a lot of y'all don't even try. But y'all be the main people talking about eh, that's in a perfect world and all of that. But what have you done to solidify a family for you and your children? Especially if you have more than one. Because one, I get it. I can get it. You know... We might not, we might not have been paying attention to the red flags. We might have been caught up in the rapture. We might have been all of that. But by the time you get two, three, four, five, wait a minute. We taking this class again too many goddamn times. How many times we going to be left back in this grade? So no, and it's usually the people with multiples that want to talk about it in a perfect world. No, because it didn't take you two, three, five, six, seven, eight times to, to realize that this was not an ideal situation for you. And this was not a good situation for your child. And even if I write that baby father or that baby mama, that didn't work out. When you go into your next one, you need to make sure that your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted. Cause that's what the fuck I'm doing. Motherfuckers always ask me when you having kinks in 11, when I get it right. 
And until then, leave me the fuck alone. I'm going to adopt a new motherfucking dog every 18 fucking months when I get fucking baby fever. I got three of them bitches right now, literally. Leave me the fuck alone about a motherfucking permanent ass kid. Because I got to make sure the shit is right. Because I ain't ever going to go through that shit again. I told my ex-husband, this shit only happened to me one time. And I meant the shit. But, back to you, sissy poo. Let's talk offline. Uh, shoot me an email. Um... And let's see what's going on, but I would like to encourage you, well, your therapist, you need to give her the Eat You Hollywood story because we cannot help you by only getting fed pieces of your puzzle. You got to give us all or nothing. And if you feel like you cannot come to her about that, you need to get a new therapist. And it ain't even got to be fucking me. Get you somebody else over there where you are, but I want you to heal. So please, 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 ma'am, do that for me. Oh, this just broke my heart. Lord, first the fat boys break up and every day I wake up. They didn't took Riri from me and, and, and now this. Oh, got me fucking breathing hard. Okay, so let's go to the next one. Dear Nikki, oh, I love when y'all spell my name right, N-I-K-K-I-E. Y'all be forgetting that E, but I love when I see the E at the end. I recently broke up with a boyfriend about a month ago, about a month and a half ago. Our relationship was okay. He never cheated, never put his hands on me. He was a good guy, but I felt like sometimes he could be a bit too controlling. We spent three years together, and then I ended the relationship saying that I needed to work on myself. I've been great ever since. Living life, talking to new people, and really getting to know who I am. Good girl. We're still really close friends, and we still talk so often. He keeps telling me he's changed, but then he does things that tell me otherwise, like get upset at me for following old flames on IG. I'm really conflicted. There's a new guy in my life that wants to take it to another level. The problem is that, the problem with that is I'm still hooked up on my ex. Oh, Jesus. And I'm moving away soon to another city for university. He keeps telling me that he wants to know me intimately. So we can always have a connection to work on. I feel like I'm leading him on even though I really like him. What do I do, Nikki? I feel guilty for leaving a good relationship and my ex makes me feel bad about it too. And I also feel guilty for genuinely liking someone at the end of another relationship. My mind has been in circles lately. So my question to you, and I know I'm snapping and I'm so sorry, y'all. But my question to you is, why you got to be in a relationship with these dudes? If you know you're about to leave and you can't date boyfriend number two and you know that you really ain't feeling boyfriend number one, even though you kind of miss him because that familiarity is, is starting to poke you a little bit, but he's showing you that he ain't really changed. Be their friend or just date them. Why you got to be their boyfriend? You about to leave. You about to go to greener and bigger pastures. No, ma'am. You don't need to feel bad about anything. There's nothing wrong with wanting to just date or to keep shit light. Men do it all the time. So why the fuck do we feel bad when we be feeling the same way? Well, not we because I don't. But why do my fellow sisters feel bad when we want to do the same thing? When y'all want to do the same thing? Why? No. The universe is telling you to keep that shit light bright. The universe is telling you they got some shit for you around that motherfucking corner. What Pocahontas say just around the river bend? So you don't need to be attaching yourself to nobody. And you're about to start a new chapter. The boyfriend that showed you that the proof is in the pudding. And in the pudding it shows that he ain't changed. So we don't need to go through that, right? But why are you following old flames though? 
I do got a question for that. Well, 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 what's the significance of that? Do you, you, do you like to hold on to your exes? Is that what it is? Cause you, you want to, you, you're, you're considering entertaining this ex, but you're still following. Oh, so what's going on with that? I think that's my question to you is what, what, what the hell is going on with that? Um, but yeah, keep it light. You're about to leave. You're about to embark on a new journey. You don't need to be dating or been in a serious relationship with nobody because nine times out of 10 times out of 10, you're going to meet somebody else where you're going, boo. So keep it, keep it, keep, keep it light. Keep it light. Keep it tight. Okay. Let's see what my time looking like. I can do one more. All right. So boom, I really want to tell this dude off that randomly, that randomly hit me up apologizing about actions toward me in the past, randomly disconnecting, fading away and mistreating. He said, his conscience has been eating him up about it for two months, so he felt the need to say sorry. I feel he's saying sorry for his own good graces, but me, I'm like, nah, I can't come to wits to forgive because in all actuality, if I didn't point it out and speak up about the start of inconsistency with his ass in the first place, then cut him off, would he have known what he did was wrong on his own? No. And the two... And two, the main reason I feel he disconnected was because his whole ass girl that dubbed him in the past all of a sudden want to show him the attention he wanted from the past. The only reason she coming back to him because her and her ex are having problems. Like, I can't respect a man that's gullible like that and can't see past a girl's wrong intentions and you switch up on me once it's no coming back from that. Oh, I can tell you was mad when you wrote this to me. Because you you do it again. He also mentioned he's been watching my social media from afar and glad to see I'm doing well and traveling and asking to rekindle or hang out before the year is over. I'm not sure if I want to because I don't want to say no because he had the courage to apologize, but I don't want to meet up either because we've not talked in three months and I feel the relationship will never be the same so we can go even longer like we never met and it'll be just fine. What should I do? You just said what you were supposed to do. So this is what happened. All right, boom, check this shit, right, sis? So um, he was probably starting to date you, still pining for the ex-girlfriend, hoping that maybe they would, her and her new boo would break up or whatever, but he gonna keep you around and kind of um, nurse his dick um, back to health and like just feel his time. So when the girl gave him the motherfucking uh the sign and the signal, like, no, I want, I want to come home. I want to work on a family. He dropped you. Right? He was inconsistent. Right? And it probably took that do-over with the girl to realize I left somebody good to deal with this fuck shit that I thought that I was going to rekindle some magic for. And it ain't no fucking magic. It's bullshit. So, what am I going to do? I'm a watcher. And niggas watch us. Especially when we doing good. It's like they got a spidey sense. When we doing good and they be looking like... How can I ruin her fucking life? Or not even sometimes how can I ruin her life? But she has it going on and I fucked up. I miscalculated. I misjudged. I chose the wrong chick in the wrong door. This is who I should be with. So let me try to ease my way back over here. Now, he might have learned that you are worth something good and that he let go of the wrong thing for the wrong thing he might but where are you with that because sometimes and i mean we've all done this shit you ever go with a back with a motherfucking ex and stop talking to the person you was talking to or whatever and you get back with him and you be like what the fuck was i thinking what the fuck was i doing let me get the fuck out of here 
and I miss, you know, what I had and all of that. So I'm going to try to find an angle to get back. Yeah. But the question for you is, how do you feel about that? Now, if you think that he's still a piece of shit ass person, that he's only doing this shit because you've advocated for yourself and you've let him know that this shit ain't going down on aisle one, two or three, then there's your answer. He need to get the fuck on somewhere. You know, um, let him and his hoe ass grow your words, not mine. Get the fuck on somewhere. It's cuffing season. They might want to, you know, uh, split a Netflix account together. Maybe he take Netflix, she take Hulu and they disappear for the fucking winter. Maybe that's what the fuck they need to do. I don't know. But if you are past that, um, I say that you need to move on. Um, you said that he had the courage to apologize. Listen to me sometimes it's not always courageous to apologize, especially if you know to apologize, you get to get what you want. Sometimes it's just a no-brainer. A lot of people think that people work up so much nerve to apologize to us. No, that's not how it always is. It's not always hard for somebody to apologize, especially somebody who wants what they want from you. Oh, you mean to get back in her good graces, to get my way back, and to to have and to live life the way I want to live with her? All I got to do is apologize? Yeah, I'm apologize to her. Yeah, I'm apologize to him. Kingston do it all the time. Sorry, Mommy. So can I get them V-Bucks? All the time. If an apology is keeping me from what I want from you, I'm going to do it. It's not always a courageous act. It's not. So, um, if that's what you're weighing your decision on, girl, no. Mm-mm. Um, and you already say you don't respect them. And I don't know about you, but I can entertain somebody I don't respect. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to work. So, um, uh, I just think that this dude got a lot of shit with him. And it seemed like you a tough cookie. It seemed like you a handful. You're not easy enough. So you might want to just leave him alone and keep it fucking moving. Hello? Carla, are you there? I was wondering if I had one more. No, I don't. I thought I did. Oh, maybe I do. If not, I'll save it for the one coming up. And you all can still send in your um your um letters. Again, Nikki at anicoleinc.com so we're gonna go ahead and get into the I saved you a seat award let's hit it what's up I say what's up I say what's up man sit your ass down okay so um I had saw some things today on um, on the news about um, a Cosby Show actor. Um, Jeffrey Owens is his name. And um, I believe that he played, oh, was it Denise's husband? Oh, don't kill me. Don't snatch my black card. I got finished talking all that shit. Um, but, but he's a Cosby Show star. He played, I think it was... Was it Sandra's husband? Yes. He plays Sandra's husband. Oh, somebody was like, that was Sandra's. He plays Sandra's husband. I think, he, um, I forget what, what his occupation was on the show or whatever, but I know he played Sandra's husband. They had a couple of kids and all of that. So, um, I guess he was spotted, um, over the weekend or so bagging groceries at Trader Joe, Trader Joe's. Um, 
And a lot of people were coming down on him, talking about, oh, damn, you fell far from grace, you this and you that. And I was angry. I was just like, for one thing, we don't even know what type of deal he got with the Cosby show. And it's not even in rotation anymore. They um, took it down after the scandal. And I'm sure that that really fucked up royalties for everybody. Um, And then on top of that, he wasn't the quote unquote star. So again, I don't know what he was being compensated Um, He wasn't on there the full run. So we don't know. We don't know what's going on with him. That's one. Um, Two, we don't know. I I didn't follow him after he left the show. So did he do any other work? Is he any other work now? And three, fuck one and two. The man has to eat. The man has um, has to earn a living. And I'm willing to bet you if I looked on my Newsweek um, app or whatever, USA Today app, whatever, and seeing that he had robbed somebody or he killed somebody or he burglarized somebody's home, y'all be talking shit, but, 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 but because, excuse me, this man is earning an honest wage, y'all ridicule him. And I'm looking at the pictures, like, I'm like, you had to really be up on him to get these type of pictures of him. And he's looking in the camera so he sees you. How dare you debase him like this? He's working. He's working an honest job. He's taking care of himself, possibly his family. And you've brought this to him? What was the purpose of you releasing this? What was the purpose of you selling this to whatever media outlet or posting this to whatever social media platform? What was your purpose? It, it wasn't It wasn't anything positive. I doubt you were posting it to get the man a fucking uh, audition, to get the man a fucking blockbuster role offer. I doubt it was because of that. So what are your intentions? And that just really made me mad. Like, the nature of the beast. You know, human behavior. Like, how pitiful. Whoever, and whoever, if you're out here reposting and laughing and gawking. First of all, what type of job you fucking do? What's your legacy? You know, what the fuck, what picture we see you on? Who you play? Whose husband was you? Whose wife was you? Huh? The man has a fucking honest job. The man is fucking living his life. And for you, that's so embarrassing. Such an invasion of privacy. Like, who? I, I really want to know who fucking did. Was it nigga shit? Was it permit patty shit? Who did it? Like, I, this shit, I can't even call it the, the person. You know, sometimes you can be like, yeah, they was white. Oh, yeah, they was But I can't even call it right here. Because, well, well, I don't know. But stop it. Stop trying to ridicule and debase people from making an honest fucking living. I see it all the time. People will talk shit about folks who might bag groceries, um, who, who might wash cars, um, who might work for pest control or cable company or whatever. Oh, so you want to ridicule them, but you going to put them up? You going to support them? Oh, no? Well, then shut the fuck up. And nine times out of ten, you probably one paycheck away from being in somebody's homeless shelter. So stop doing that. That just really... (sighs) Yeah, so y'all have y'all motherfucking asses a seat. Whoever leaked it, have a seat. And whoever is out there reposting it, liking it, or fucking commenting with with crying, laughing faces or whatever, you have a fucking seat too. Because that right there is just childish. Childish fucking Gambino. I can't. But that's my fucking time for today. All right. Um, 
I will most likely, I know the internet in Jamaica will be good. So I will most likely be taking my, um, my recording material with me. You will have another um, podcast episode on the Monday that my retreat starts. So I should be good. <laughs> I'm sure my producer will be on my ass about not missing any more weeks. I apologize. I didn't know y'all missed me so much. So thank you so much for the um, the comments on my on my IG post for um, the DMs, the emails telling me you miss Nikki's thoughts. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your support and I really appreciate you all um, understanding that I needed a break, um, but, but I would get back to it, and I did. So, um, to catch me in between podcasts, you know that you can find me on Instagram at Nikki's Thoughts, and that's N I K K I E S T H O U G H T S. Um, I have a brand new um, website um, domain, and that's www. com. So, um, I am incorporated. A Nicole is a corporation. So um, I just decided, hey, let me change my stuff to, so I can add all of my brands on one page and I don't have to be like, and for my retail store, you can find me at so-and-so. And for So everything is on this site. And I have hyperlinks and everything for my other brands. And that's for my Tribe Called Sis. That's for my a Seat at My Sister's Table, Black Sauce, um, Kingston's Kitchen. Um, I just want my people to heal. Uh, the enrichment center. If you need tutoring, if you need um, college admissions help, scholarship um, search, all of that, go to my page www. A Nicole Inc. A N I C H O L E I N C dot com. So, um, yes, thank you so much for tuning in to me to my show. Again, um, I'm sweating in here because I be having to turn my fan off so y'all don't hear that shit in the back because a lot of y'all be like, "Well, I heard a noise in the back." And especially when y'all go to rate my podcast, ah, I heard a noise and I'd be like, are y'all fucking serious? Like, damn, so I'm in here sweating my fucking ass off so y'all don't hear the world from the motherfucking fan and I got my AC low. See the stuff I do for y'all and I'm over here sweating. Whew, that's why I sound like I'm out of breath. So, um, yes, catch me on, catch me on that. Um, I'm also, if you are on Facebook, my um, Facebook page is A Nicole, A-N-I-C- H-O-L-E, um, Twitter, Nikki's Thoughts, same, um, like I said, I will be putting together, well, I am putting together an all-women's expo, it's an all-inclusive expo in the Washington, D.C. area, and we'll be doing yoga, we'll be doing workshops, um, business seminars, um, for you to, how to turn your hobby into profit, because a lot of y'all, got hobbies y'all sitting on gold mines and y'all don't even know and a lot of y'all don't even know how to translate it into making money and i got you um how you're getting in your way financially i i, I got you i the, the topics i got you're gonna be like i've always wondered yeah i got you um we'll have a panel um food i'm gonna have uh, my spiritual advisor there doing readings. I believe in sharing my resources. Everybody who has helped me, I like to put them out so they can help y'all. So make sure that you're following my Instagram and also my website and you subscribe to my newsletter or to my mailing list because that's who knows the first. The stuff that I post on my website, I mean on my page, Nikki's Thoughts on Instagram, y'all hear it last. Everybody who subscribes to my newsletter, they hear it first. So um, subscribe to my mailing list. Again, www.anicoleinc.com. It has been wonderful chatting with you all. 
and I wish you all a beautiful week and I will see you next time. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend about the podcast and how dope I am, how, how dope you think this podcast is, and sending your letters to me, Nikki, N-I-K-K-I-E, at anicoleinc.com, and let's figure some shit out together. Take care. I'm a trip, so I know you're gonna fall for